welcome to Revolutionary Women. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. Today's guest is Sophie Vandermullen. Sophie is a lawyer by training with specific expertise in the fields of health and data law, and she is a diversity and inclusion advocate. Last year, she delivered her TEDx talk on diversity and inclusion in the workplace. She is also the chair of the board of Food Watch Netherlands, a consumer rights organization that fights for the right of consumers to fair, safe, and healthy food. Sophie's the owner of Diversity, from which she undertakes her freelance adventures such as writing and speaking. Hi, Sophie. Welcome to Revolutionary Woman. How are you today? Hi, Jess. Well, I'm so happy to be here, to finally be here, actually. I know. Uh (laughs) It's taken us a few few, uh, glitches to get here, but I'm glad we we got here. Um, So thank you for coming on. Okay, so let's get started. I I have um, questions for you, of course. So let's get started. You grew up in a village on the southern region of the Netherlands. Um, How far is that? I mean, my only, I guess, a few of the locations I know is Amsterdam. So how far are you from Amsterdam? That will be about an hour from Amsterdam, yeah, by car. By car, okay. And what was it like for you growing up um, where you were in that village? Well, it was, um, yeah, how can I best start this answer? Let me see. Well... Um, growing up in this uh, little village, it was uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is that I have um, very fond memories of my childhood there. Hmm. Uh, and perhaps it's um, good for the listeners that I first tell you something about myself and mm-hmm. the way I lived there. Because I was born with a uh, rare genetic mutation, mm-hmm. uh, which basically means that I'm shorter than average. Um, and that I have some physical challenges and mm-hmm. discomfort, joints being damaged. Uh, that got worse over the years. Actually, as a child, I, I didn't have a lot of um, or experience many limitations in what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, from a very young age, I was already aware that I looked different, but it was never really an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, my he worked for the local government. Uh, my mom stayed at home for me uh, for the first years of my life. Mm-hmm. And later he went back to work at a kindergarten. Mm. And when I was, I guess, about 11 years old, um, yeah, I was 11 years old. Uh, my sister, Helene, mm-hmm. uh, she was born. Um, my parents, uh, well, they uh, were really uh, hoping for another child. They had like a lot of challenges. Uh, to actually um, have my sister in Mm -hmm. in the end. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, uh, like I said, um, my parents were, um, they gave me a very warm and loving uh, youth, basically. And they always tried to ensure that I could participate in life like any other child. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I was, of course, shorter, I needed some small adjustments. So. In our house, there was a hook for my coat uh, and and my scarf, and that was placed much lower than than other hooks in our entrance hall. Mm -hmm. And there was uh, an adjustable sink uh, in the bathroom. And yeah, uh, yeah, and I had custom-made chairs, also one at school. Um, 
And really today I'm still grateful that my parents, they made the choice to send me to a regular school, mm -hmm. uh, elementary and not like a special school for disabled children mm -hmm. uh, because well, me being shorter is, is called a disability. Right, um, yeah. Yeah. That's really um, cool. I mean, I, I, I love that they made all of these um, ways for you to ever to not ever feel like, you know, you were different, you know. Um, and I mean, what so going, did you ever think of yourself as a disabled person? Not at that time when I was still young and before my teenage years, I, um, well, I, I, I just grew into this habit uh, with my parents mm -hmm. that whenever we, we faced barriers in participating in life like everyone else, mm -hmm. we would just look for a solution and, and make some adjustments. Um, I, love, I love that. That's really amazing, yeah. you know, because, uh, you know, in, in, I guess, in outside of that environment, you know, of course, there are challenges. But they made sure that you never thought, you know, that, that there was always a solution, you know, regarding whatever challenges you may face. There was always a solution for that. So that's really yeah, amazing. I, that's yeah, really, that's I, awesome. I, I, and I think that's really awesome of my parents that they were like, okay, if it doesn't work this way, we're going to find a way and finding a way in, mm -hmm. uh, sure that, that I can participate in my way. And. I guess that's still something, still, still something that is a very valuable way of thinking, even in my life today. Right. Yeah. So I read that you thought that finding a way in is always an adventure in itself. What did you mean by that? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, uh, what I mean by that is um, that because uh, life in general and and the way our society is. Um, uh, is basically mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's not really a place for me to um, okay I need to I need to rephrase oh, that's this okay go ahead so you, yeah. would you like me to um, ask the question again uh, no it's fine I I, um, I remember the question okay. um, this this uh, finding a way in mm -hmm. uh, is actually a way of dealing with a world that was not designed for me, mm. um, not designed for uh, my uh, my height, which is shorter, but also not designed for um, well people that have uh, chronic pains like I also have. Mm -hmm. um, and then you always have to look for a solution for yourself to live your own best life because mm -hmm. otherwise I would be suffering a lot a lot more basically, right. and that mindset of finding a way in to be able to well live like mostly like anyone else mm -hmm. uh, that that's an adventure in itself but that's how i see it like okay i can't do it this way mm -hmm. uh but let's see if we can adjust some things and i can do it my way and i'll be happy with that mm -hmm. and of course there will be things i'm i'm not able to uh participate in mm -hmm. but uh it's surprising when you just take some time to evaluate the problem and uh, find a way around it. Mm. Uh, what it there, there's new worlds opening up. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a way of thinking, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also it, it gives way to 
more opportunities, right? Because, you know, if you get yeah. stuck with getting frustrated and not thinking, you know, that there's a way, uh, there's a way around the challenge, then you're, you're stuck in that, as opposed to say, well, okay, hold on, maybe there's a way for me to do this, and, and, and a solution comes up. So that's, that's really great that you can, that you've, you know, you basically, um, you know, you, you've lived your life doing that um, and making sure yeah. that there's always a solution. Right. And it's more in a way like unlocking new roads that mm -hmm. are not really to anyone else. Yeah. Okay, so growing up, you wanted to become a lawyer, but you thought it would be too hard. What, why did you think that? Uh, I thought it would be too hard um, because, well, basically, I didn't see any attorneys or lawyers, how you call them, mm -hmm. um, uh, well, who were disabled like me. Uh, because I did not see anyone like me, mm -hmm. uh, first thought that crossed my mind that, well, maybe I should not want this because apparently there's no one else doing this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's why I first thought that maybe it would be too hard. Right. Uh, but eventually you yeah. did. You, I mean, you did. And what was really impressive that was that you finished law school in three years as opposed to four yeah, and that was that was really cool. That was really impressive. Um, so, what, what was your what was your reasoning behind finishing so quickly? Oh well, that's actually not really a very pretty reasoning. Um, <laughs> but that's more like the reality that uh, when you approach your thirties, um, the story, uh, which is very persistent, at least here in the Netherlands. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're over 30, then um, it's sort of the last chance in age to get hired by a law firm. Otherwise, you're basically too old and you're not flexible enough. Really? Blah, blah, blah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah, gosh. That, I think today it's different. Uh, but at that time, there was uh, something that was like a list um, which you should be able to uh, to check, uh, check all the boxes of. Mm -hmm. And one of them was... Uh, this age requirement, although, of course, it was never uh, that explicit. Hmm. Wow. Because that was, and that's not not allowed, of course. But um, basically, my age, because I started studying law uh, uh, a bit later after I already finished another uh, study uh, of public management mm -hmm. and started working. Um, I was older, of course, when I started, and then I was like, okay, what if I want to finish before thirty? Uh, I need to find a way, hmm. and that I studied at three uh, universities at the same time and did like the craziest trajectory possible. <laughs> wow! You went to three universities at the same time. Oh at my, the same time, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, well that that was that's really commitment. Um, but I mean, yeah. was that was that, you know, I guess. Um, that rule, what, did that apply to men and women or just women? Good question. I actually don't really know because I probably never inquired uh, because I'm a woman and not a man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, uh, I was just curious. Just, yes, I, uh, I think it's a good question, but I think it also applied to men because um, when I started working at a law firm at that time, that was 2012, mm -hmm. uh, there were also not older men starting as um uh, in in their careers wow. yeah i guess it's like both men and women that's really but i'm not huh. 
if they were uh, well treated equally. Of course, right. I have my <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I, I may have to look that up after our call. Because that, that's like, you know, to me, it's like, well, I understand, you know, um, maybe because, you know, the fact that you were a woman and you wanted to be a lawyer and you were in this male-dominated, you know, industry, <laughs> male-dominated, um, yeah, I, I kind of work. It, it's, it's, I can understand why they would have that kind of um rule but for men too that would be like surprising because I, I wouldn't know why they would do that considering that it's you know it's in their best interest maybe maybe not to like have seasoned lawyers right but yeah I don't know um okay so but what about the legal um community that attracted you why why did you want to become a lawyer <laughs> um gee I think that's uh uh, I wanted to become a lawyer um, to actually stand up for well people like myself mm-hmm. um, and uh, with like myself I don't just mean uh, people uh, or women who, who have disabilities but like any underdogs mm. to, uh, or people in less privileged positions mm-hmm. um, basically to make sure that they get treated right and um, basically protect them it may be a bit of a romantic ideal but uh, that was my idea of becoming a lawyer like okay then i can really fight for the rights of other people and mm-hmm. i can be there um and stand up for them stand up for those yeah i don't think it's a it's a romantic ideal at all i think it's amazing i think it's it's something that you know obviously you were you're passionate about so i mean that's wonderful yeah. To be able to like see that you know what it's not just for me it's for so many others so okay so let's go let's go back to that so you were a lawyer and you created diversity I love that title by the way so what is <laughs> what, what prompted you to create diversity uh, well um, I basically created diversity in the first place as my own brand mm-hmm. uh, as if it's well mm-hmm. um, I was already involved in projects in the field of um, diversity equity and inclusion mm-hmm. uh, and then I wanted to have like a name to it because well having uh, my company name just named after me uh, I don't know I don't really like it mm. um, and so first diversity was the brand um, uh, and and why it fits me very well this word well it's uh, of course something more like a brand name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it actually starts also with my own ideas of having just one job. Mm-hmm. That always scared me. Like, why can't I do more of the things I like? I, I mean, I want to become a lawyer, but it doesn't really end there. I also want to enjoy a variety of activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some may be called work, but some may not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted like an, an umbrella brand which also is a good representation of me. And, um, well, the one uh, being who I am, mm-hmm. um, which I guess I could save myself that I'm particularly goal-orientated, I'm really a go-getter, um, and action is, is something that's in my DNA. So that's why I 
uh, instead of diversity, mm -hmm. it had to be dual. And also because work in that field, diversity and uh, equity and inclusion, it needs action. Mm. So the world, including the world, do in this brand name, uh, it just made sense. Mm. Uh, otherwise, I did not uh, think a lot uh, about this uh, brand name because it just came to me when I woke up like, oh, it has to be diversity. <laughs> That's me. That's awesome because you are, you, you've always, it seems like you've always been a doer and a go-getter since yeah. you were, since you were young. Um, and is that something that was fostered by your parents or just something that you, you know, that you had in your mind that you had to keep going, you know, had to do something in order to maybe prove something or maybe prove something to others or prove to yourself? I guess that maybe that's maybe where where it started at some point. That I um, well, there's 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 a mixture of things. I guess as a child, I was already uh, quite adventurous. I mm -hmm. was always out and out. Mm -hmm. uh, I have my own uh, advice shop at the streets, basically selling advice to people who came to me with problems. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, I love that! Wow. Yeah. So that was basically my first law firm. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh! No, Wait, so did you actually have like a little stand or or something like yes, that? That was like a table uh, in oh front of the gosh. house, outside on a chair, and then people came with problems. Uh, I just did this a few times. Yeah, I idea, um, <laughs> and wow. I just came up. With Wait, so what? How old were you when you did this? I'm curious. I was about nine or ten years old. That's wild. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, even back then you already knew that, you know what, I can, I can solve problems. I can, you I know. I can solve problems. I'm not sure if I, if I was very um, um, aware of that, but I just did that uh, yeah. because I enjoyed it. Wow. And at one, uh, I remember one time there was one of the neighbors, uh, he came to, to, to me and, well, one of my friends who was also sitting there, mm -hmm. I said, well, have time to walk the dog today so do you have a solution <laughs> and we said oh we can walk the dog so then we we start running sort of like a dog walking service Not oh wow that's uh, so we had a lot funny. of fun i love it that's that's a great story i love that you know because yeah. it really stems back from where from when you were young so you already yeah. had it in your head it's like okay well i want to help people you know you may not even thought of, you may not even have thought that that was what you're doing you know, like you yeah. had, but it was a way to actually, like, you know, it's like, well, you know, they have a problem. Maybe I can solve it. That's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you have, well, so, okay. So we're talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, yeah. Why? So do you think that there's, there needs to be more diversity and inclusion in the workplace especially or even in the legal community oh yes <laughs> yeah yes uh, you uh rightly pointed out uh the legal community is uh still very much male dominated mm -hmm. uh, so yeah uh, i guess it's really important to make the profession um uh, suit more people mm -hmm. um that's mm -hmm. yeah that's definitely a thing i think is visible worldwide and mm -hmm. there is more attention for diversity and inclusion uh oh and equity I sometimes skip that one but yeah. <laughs> not for any particular reason right um wow um 
well, yeah, because, you know, uh, go ahead. Yeah, okay, you can interrupt me if you want. No, but... no, no, go ahead. Yeah, I do think that there needs to be more uh, diversity and inclusion because, um, well, first of all, this world is uh, very much male-dominated. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that's how it's grown, but it doesn't mean it has to stay that way. And I know that a lot of people quit um, working as a lawyer uh, because uh, because of the sort of unwritten rules uh, mm. that you always have to work uh, crazy hours. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you don't, uh, then, then you just don't count. Mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of attention to uh, different perspectives. Like mm. the, the female perspective is often absent or... Well, when people go on maternity leave, there's a lot of complaining about that because there's wow. no one uh, hmm. the cases. Just all these little signs uh, are, are, yeah, are very clear reason that, that we do need more diversity and inclusion. And um, to come back to myself, uh, I still, uh, I've, I've met one person uh, a few years ago who mm -hmm. works as an attorney. He was in a wheelchair. Hmm. Uh, but... So in the end, quits uh, being uh, being a lawyer because it's uh, it's 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 a very tough uh, corporate world. Wow. And huh. yeah, if they really want more diversity, equity, and inclusion in uh, in the legal world, they have to take action, and it takes a lot of effort, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm a bit skeptic about it because I don't see many uh, firms or other corporates or maybe in general mm -hmm. um uh, companies taking a lot of action and effort basically to make it happen right uh it's right. something really um makes me feel like okay we got a beautiful statement mm -hmm. uh created with a rainbow mm -hmm. uh that's it yeah. <laughs> but that's not it right. it takes a lot of hard i'm sorry it takes a lot of hard work to actually create a place where all all people who work there feel safe, feel seen. Uh, yeah, uh, and that, that's I don't know one of these places actually. Mm, yeah, well, okay. So I actually um, I saw your TED talk about diversity oh. and inclusion um, in the workplace, and I was, you know, one of the things that stood out to me is that when you said um, diversity in social media and fashion, it is in social media and fashion, but not enough in other industries. And so we were just yeah. talking about that. Um, so how, I mean, what can, if it's become, like it, it seems like diversity and inclusion and equity have become like buzzwords, you know, like really yeah. great to have, but how do you put it into action? You know, it, it's hard when, you know, it's great when you see it on 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 their statements, on their mission statements, but how can we actually jump from that into action? That's a good question, and I think I've answered that in my TED talk. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah, a legitimate question because um, it basically uh, also links to the answer I just gave you. Mm -hmm. to, people needing to make the effort to do something in this act change because what I see in, in fashion and, and also on social media is that uh, there is more attention to representation which I am very happy about mm -hmm. uh, 
presentation is just well, it can be like uh, window shopping. It can be just the thing that's visible for the outside world, but inside, uh, nothing may maybe take takes place. Right. Um, to uh. make sure that people can be themselves. So mm -hmm. how can they do that? Um, well, in my in my TED talk, um, and that's still how I feel today. Mm -hmm. um, it's really important that today's leaders, uh, people in key positions. Uh, take up the role as, uh, as I call them, Sherpas, mm. uh, mm -hmm. meaning that they, they look out for people and actually help people who may be struggling to feel at home and, and they actually inquire, they talk to people, right. uh, help uh, reach out. Um, I, yeah, I think it's really their role to do more mm -hmm. uh, and to, to help other people um, living a good life basically because that's work is such a big part of life years mm -hmm. uh, have a big responsibility there as well yeah and for well people who are struggling mm -hmm. uh, or who might uh, well yeah struggle to find their place in the world because right. one way or the other um, uh, I think that uh, there's also work to be done there because you can't just sit back and do nothing and wait until some some of the leaders invite you to do things, you also have to take action yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's uh, how I see it, that, that they could take on the role as curious adventurers, mm -hmm. which is also, of course, uh, it reminds me of myself when I was younger. Mm -hmm. uh, and by that, uh, I mean that they could also reach out, um, grow their confidence by speaking with people um, that maybe they would normally not talk to right. uh, to enlarge their worlds um, mm. talk business I would say go networking yeah. <laughs> make yourself because uh, it has to come from both ways right yeah that's solution yeah oh. so why so why is it important for you well okay so before that question um, <laughs> as a lawyer did you have, um, did you ever have been, were you ever subjected to um, some bias regarding being a lawyer and being a female lawyer? Uh, yes, I don't like to say it, but yes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's, um, I can give you one example. Mm -hmm. um, I remember doing a court case together with a uh, with a coworker mm -hmm. and also a lawyer, mm -hmm. and uh, she uh, was also a female, mm -hmm. uh, but taller than I am. Mm -hmm. And uh, whenever the clients had like a question, they would naturally just only talk to her and huh. basically not. Wow. And that that is such that is such an unconscious bias, but was very. Uh, visible mm. and of course I felt something uh, about it uh, mm -hmm. but I at, I at that time I did not act on it but I did feel I did feel sad about it mm. well wow. yeah oh wow um, so it obviously that's changed because you are now you have your brand and you have these clients um, so what type of clients do, are you working with now or is it just a general um you know work caseload 
Yeah. Um, well, currently I uh, I have a uh, I'm employed at a Dutch Healthcare Inspectorate, uh, meaning I do a lot of uh, things in uh, in health law and making sure that uh, yeah, a lot of legal work in that field, oh. uh, making sure that um, companies who place products on the markets here in in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, by products, I mean uh, medical devices, for example, mm-hmm. uh, that they are safe. And when they are not, um, well, we take legal action against it. Oh. That's uh, that's the main part of, well, me working. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, uh, other than that, uh, through diversity, um, I currently work for, uh, for a law firm every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'm an author. Uh, I... Uh, I write uh, legal articles for um, for a publisher in the Netherlands hmm. about privacy law because uh, wow. both health and privacy law are well are my uh, field of expertise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, aside that, I currently don't have a lot of time to take on more uh, a lot of clients mm-hmm. uh, because I'm uh, enrolled in a, um, a study program, which is a post academic course in health law. Ah. Uh, making sure that I'm even going to be further specialized and it has to be a priority this year. Um, After that, I will be again available to um, also be involved in more uh, speaking engagements, uh, more writing, Mm -hmm. uh, taking uh, taking actions in the field where I think it's necessary. Uh, That's definitely what I'm going to do again because that's what I've been doing until February Mm -hmm. uh, when my um, study program started basically. Uh, For example, in February, I did a session about um, ethics uh, in in uh, in privacy Mm. uh, and in the data. So I think, uh, like everyone, is very much aware of um, this thing called artificial intelligence. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, When it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion. for next year, basically, because I have to do my exam in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, next year, I, I really, and for the coming years, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to focus on this field, um, uh, meaning the digital field and um, what technology, uh, how technology also impacts the lives of people mm-hmm. and how uh, people can uh, experience harm from algorithms. Basically. Ah, yeah, <laughs> that's definitely big right now. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's amazing. You know, like wh- while we are, while we marvel at the technology of how far it's come, you know, it, there's also like a little bit of it's like, well, okay, so how much is too much? You know, it's like, and yeah. uh, you know, it's like all this data coming in, and you know, I'm I'm guilty of putting in my information in pre- in pretty much a lot of platforms, but then you know. It's it's a way to you know to share your life right or at least my life out there and also yeah. you know promote my show but at the same time it's like okay how much do I want to share and how is it how is it benefiting me or or affecting me negatively right so that's that's imp- that's amazing I like I like that I love that you're tackling that aspect of it. Yeah, I think it's it's uh, it's it's very urgent that people should pay uh, people start paying more attention to that area of uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion because I can um, I can take action uh, against fashion companies who do not represent everyone, but mm-hmm. that's just 
stability, but this uh, algorithms uh, basically uh, using a lot of data that is well uh, lacking representation. Yes. Uh, yeah. And disastrous results. Yeah. And there are already a few scandals here in the Netherlands where uh, algorithms were uh, deployed by um, uh, by the government mm -hmm. uh, and also, but by the government uh, that uh, falsely accused people of fraud uh, and who paid heavy fines, lost houses, wow. um, uh, all, all these kinds of um, injustices uh -huh. just because uh, we use technology, well, sort of mindless sometimes, I guess, mm. uh, thinking that we do not exclude anyone because, um, well, we think we fit, we were feeding the algorithm the right data, but once we use historical data, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people are already not correctly represented or equally represented in the, uh, have been equally represented in the past. So, what you basically are doing is making a very bad digital copy of our current society. Mm. So it's only going to get worse. right. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm really worried about. Um, the way uh, technology is currently used, because it's not technology that's bad, because technology is just technology. Right. Uh, it's a tool. Yeah. Uh, the way we use it, we really have to have more conversations about ethics, technology, inclusion, uh, and, um, well, like ethics by design, inclusion by design, mm -hmm. and making sure we start thinking about these topics in the beginning of the process, before mm. we start Right. Yeah. That makes um, sense. Yeah, makes our lives easier, but not necessarily better, or makes some lives better, but others completely miserable. That shouldn't be, that shouldn't happen. Right, right, yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, algorithms are, they're not foolproof. Um, so it can be, you know, like it can target someone that may not even know that they're being targeted, right? So it's like, oh, wait, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't have anything to do with this. But, you know, there you go. It's a, or it's, 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 it's a, it's a tool, yes, to be used, but it, it has to have some sort of, I guess, um, direction or even like, uh, maybe direction is a bad, is not the right word, but maybe, it's it's got it has to have some parameters, right? Um, yes, and, you shouldn't and, just focus on but also what are you putting in it in the first place? Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of data do you work with? Right. And uh, the way a process of work should should be monitored to make sure that if uh, suddenly a lot of people with um, uh, people of color get get accused of well, yes. say, uh, for example, fraud. Right. Then that's flagged. Like, hey, something's going on that we don't want. Right. And we should take action out of, well, right. just trusting, trusting the computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So, okay. So, do you consider yourself a role model? And if you do, why is that important? I like this question. <laughs> hmm. uh, and uh, yes, I. To consider myself a role model, but it's it's not like a job. It's something I've grown into, mm -hmm. uh, and 
I, yeah, I, I become aware of the fact that I became one just because uh, other people have pointed out like, hey, you're doing something um, like becoming a lawyer mm-hmm. uh, that really see anyone else doing mm-hmm. uh, like i said i i first did not know any uh disabled lawyers right and no I, so um yeah uh, it was pointed out to me that i play an important role uh for other people and people take um yeah they take hope out of what i'm doing hmm that's wonderful. I love that. And, you know, I'm, I want to go back to um, your TED Talk, which I loved, by the way. I thought it was really amazing. Um, and the, there was one point where you you had this, you know, you, you said something like, if you're looking for inspiration, go home to yourself, to who you really are, which is human. And, mm-hmm. you know, we exist because of variation, Without variation, evolution stops. And I think that's really, that's beautiful because it's true. We're, we're not just one, you know, we're not cookie cutter. We're, we're, we're different. No. We're, we're all different. Um, and the diversity and inclusion, you know, is, is, they're just, they're not just words. They are, they really encompass, you know, like all of us. It, it, it speaks to, every one of us that we're not cookie cutter, we're, we're all different. And, yeah. you know, with diversity and inclusion, that has, while they are just words, they really have to mean something, you know, and it, it just can't be, you know, like plastered on some, on, on some website or, you know, part of a mission statement. Um, and, but for you, this is, this is who you are, you know, you represent that, you, you represent diversity and inclusion, because as a lawyer, you're representing, you know, um, this idea that, you know, uh, I'm here to help everyone, not just, you know, myself or, or people who have this, uh, who are disabled. Um, but I think we have a long way to go still, right? Yes, we do have a long way to go. Uh, but I will not stop uh, hmm. calling uh, people and basically ask them to be more human. Yeah. Um, and being human, um, yeah, it's, it's just something that crossed my mind. Sorry, I was distracted. That's um, okay. Yeah. Um, I remember that um, at the end of my bar exam, uh, like the first three years uh, as a lawyer, and you also have to do like a particular education. Mm-hmm. Um, I was asked by my uh, mentor at the time, like, okay, how do you make sure that you become a better lawyer? Mm-hmm. And I basically said, like, well, I don't believe I can become a better lawyer just by uh, building up a huge body of knowledge. Uh, also, because knowledge changes all the time, laws change all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to be working on it anyway. Mm-hmm. But I guess the most important thing is that you become uh, a better human yourself and uh, one of the uh, one of the ways of, of doing that is um, uh, surrounding yourself with with very different kind of people and be open to, to many different people mm. uh, and, and make sure you you uh, get inspiration from from something new right. novelty is such a strong uh, catalyst mm-hmm. for, for all the fun in life right so yeah 
that's it's also it's it's not just becoming better but also make sure you have a lot of fun yeah i love that yeah and and you know i love that your one of the things you said to towards the end is be a curious adventurer and yeah. okay. and and it's it's so cool because you know what i i love when um when a guest of mine, that I, I get to learn something about them. You know, that's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons I love doing this is because I yeah. get to speak with, you know, incredible women like yourself who are just, like, out there in the world and doing doing all of these amazing things. And I get to be the curious adventurer because I get to, like, find out, okay, why why do you do this? And what, what um, are you passionate about? And... How are you making an impact in your community? And you are, you're doing that, you know, just yeah. with your work. So does it, I mean, so what, so does it ever get to you where like, you know, why am I the only one? Or or is it like, or do you do you ever think, it's like, hmm, and it's like, it, I don't know if I want to be the only one. And, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I, of course, I, I, I have no, um, uh, how do you say this? Um, struggling with my English right now. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I have no ambition to be the one and only. No, mm. uh, more women like me, uh, mm -hmm. uh, more people with disabilities being seen and heard. It's, it's, it's actually not at all about me. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to do it alone. And right. uh, where I am today, I also didn't travel alone mm. uh, i've met a lot of amazing people who have inspired me as well and right um but uh when you talk about visibility and um uh a really uh, real inclusion of, of people with disabilities mm -hmm. uh we uh yeah uh, there can't be enough mm. <laughs> there's such a gap in yeah. representation right uh, there yeah yeah, it's so important. And and actually, the one before we keep going, the one thing that really stuck with me too was when you said that you, when you came face to face with a mannequin your size, you know, yeah. you felt seen, um, felt thought of, acknowledged, um, and yeah, and I think everybody just wants the same, right? Yes, yeah. I, that's that's also a part of being human. We we all want to be seen want to be known for who we are mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, and that's why uh loneliness is, is such a uh, nasty disease i would actually say mm. uh, because it's uh when you're not being included in whatever way uh right. this can also just be an, an emotional way feeling uh emotionally deprived mm -hmm. not feeling uh being dis discriminated against Mm -hmm. um it 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 hurts people in a way that is uh yeah i i'm i'm feeling sadness right now when i, mm. when, I when i because um it's it's such a big injustice basically right yeah wow sophie okay um so who would you credit for where you are now oh so many people <laughs> <laughs> I will, um, I firstly want to credit uh, a lawyer, uh, his name is uh, Peter Kuchel. 
um, I met him when I was still working uh, and in uh, uh, for a local government as um, well. I wasn't a lawyer at that time, mm-hmm. but I did work, and he was one of the first uh, people that well. I can see you working as a lawyer. Hmm. Uh, I I just uh, uh, failed my first exam. So I was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he putting his trust in me Mm -hmm. uh, has been a very uh, profound moment. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, So, yeah, I also want to uh, credit um, my... uh, I don't know how what's the English word for this. I guess it was my study advisor. Yeah, it was my study advisor at the university, uh, who basically said that um, my whole uh, course I have planned in my uh, mind. I said this is really crazy. Hmm. Uh, if you're gonna do it, but I will support you, and mm-hmm. she did. Wow. Uh, and it was like, are you still alive? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But she, just feeling that she supported me has been important because she plays an important role within the university and uh, I know I haven't been attending uh, all the classes because I was studying at three universities at the same time I sometimes sometimes had two classes uh, at the same time so I can't be at three places at once right uh, she never uh, there was never a, a problem uh, with that because my grades were good and um, I'm happy that um, uh, with the flexibility and the support. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. He's really important. And of course, uh, the people who are close to me, they're all, uh, um, yeah, amazing people. Um, uh, first of all, my parents, uh, I really have to credit them for giving me uh, the privilege of being a loved and supported child because mm-hmm. that's, uh, it, it gives you uh, something so profound in your life you can always sort of count on them mm-hmm. um yeah and and the way they maybe they haven't been aware of it but the way they always looked for solutions mm-hmm. um it really made me into the woman i am today mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I really have to credit my parents as well um my best friends and uh one of them you've actually uh, also met uh she's sophie Poldermans. yes i and love sophie Amazing. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yes, I love Sophie. She's amazing as well. Um, yes, she is. So, okay, so moving forward, do you have something that you haven't yet done that you would like to get done? Um, or, I mean, do you have any personal goals? Uh, yes, many, actually. Uh, but for this year, I have to be quite modest because mm-hmm. I have this priority. Uh, with my education so that's that's one one goal in itself right. uh, finishing uh, my studies in health law um, and other than that uh, I think it's uh, really important for me to take care of my home mm. um, well I always call my home my base camp mm-hmm. uh, so taking care of that is a priority and my home is not just my house it's also the life I share with my big love and loved ones mm. and uh, it's also taking care of my uh, body mind soul and heart mm-hmm. that's taking care of my home and that's that's my base game that's um yeah that, that's that's where i uh, travel from basically and, and go on adventures from yeah well I, um, I, i'm sorry go ahead 
and yeah, that has more plans but uh, um, I'm currently on a waiting list um, uh, for a plot of land uh, to actually ha- have a vegetable bar- uh, garden oh, with, cool. uh, yeah with my man so I'm really looking forward to, to it but it's fine if it, if it happens early next year <laughs> because of uh, but yeah I love to cook with uh, with fresh ingredients uh, we both love it oh, and that's uh, awesome yeah so but that's uh, that's also living healthy living a healthy life it's it's important to uh, yeah and but uh, it's also a lot of fun <laughs> yeah yeah wow that's awesome and I what it's funny I, I you know like you're talking about food and and garden and I'm like okay I love the food part but the garden I'm like ah, I'm not so sure about that <laughs> I was like I'm not I'm not p- big into gardens because I, I have a black thumb so I'm like I, I can never grow anything oh. so my husband can <laughs> but for some reason I can't so he's can't. he's in charge of like you know all of that um but you, uh, you just the, I'm sorry you just enjoy the cooking yes I do <laughs> yes I can do that um one of the things that I that you that I read that you wrote was one of your bigger goals is I want to make waves for women, for disabled women. I want to celebrate them, be an ally to them. Um, when celebrating other women, other disabled women, it's easy to ignore the realities and experiences of many disabled women. That's why I also want to continue to highlight the injustice and these realities. I think that's so profound because it's yeah. so, you know, it encompasses everything. And I, I really love that statement that you made because it, it's, you know, it, it's, I think it is, it's you. It's really your calling in a way, I believe. Yeah, it is. And, and yeah. And it's, I think it's just going to grow from, you know, what you're doing now. Exactly, uh, and it's it, it's it's there always in the center. Um, even when it's not visible, I do so many things with just that call in mind, mm-hmm. uh, like paying attention to new technologies. And, okay, how are people with disabilities being treated? How is my community being treated here? Mm-hmm. Uh, I sometimes uh, write uh, letters to the government. I say something's going wrong here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I help. Um, mostly paid, but not always, because sometimes I'm really happy to be able to do some people a favor. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I would also like to, I, I did already a, a bit of a tryout uh, of that uh, to make legal information more accessible, uh, well, basically for everyone, but uh, particularly I have my community in mind because particularly people with, uh, well, uh, any kind of disabilities, they don't have, like, uh, often don't have uh, a lot of time and energy or financial resources right. um, to, to educate themselves. So um, I really think it's a, it's a challenge for me, but also something I really would enjoy doing uh, is making uh, the legal world less of a mystery. Mm, <laughs> uh, uh-huh make sure that that people can actually be educated and exercise their own rights Mm. and help navigate this very complex world because that's that's what it is and so it takes them less time and so that they can live a better life that's definitely a project going to take up again um uh, well after november basically right Um, yeah because first responses have been really positive uh really groundbreaking and um, can be so important for 
for people to empower them, basically. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So if anyone wanted to know more about you and your work with diversity, how would they go about it? I'll just reach out to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> Yes, I'm, I'm very approachable uh, and um, happy to uh, to speak uh, to everyone who wants to learn more or sees an opportunity to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, um, just reach out and, and follow your curiosity because if it's uh, if it's there, then that's probably a reason to talk. I, I love that. Okay, so if you had one, if you had one thing to change that you wish you had done years ago, what would it be? Oh, good question. Um, I guess that, well, I wouldn't really change uh, anything. Uh, like, I regret something that, no. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm living my life. And uh, sometimes life lessons, uh, heartbreak, uh, etc. are part of this journey that's, uh, in that I'm no different than anyone else. Mm. And I have found strength in despite of all these struggles mm-hmm. and they've given me a, a, a great appreciation of life and they have deepened my relationships, uh, given me greater compassion for others who are also struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I think that the things that maybe I could wish that didn't happen, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they have also enlarged my capacity to love and be loved and, and be there for others. So. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to change anything, and, and that's well from that perspective. Mm, I love that. So my last question is: If you could go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, uh, that's that's uh, actually really easy. It's uh, I would advise myself uh, to grow your own way, basically. Mm. And uh, what I mean with that is a means of walking your own path in life, uh, fulfilling your dreams, uh, even if it's not the easy path or when there is no path, um, you can always find a way. And that's, of course, my mindset. Um, but it's also choosing courage over comfort and not trying to fit in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried that when I was younger. Mm-hmm. As a, definitely a teenager, it's almost like a natural response, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all normal uh and be accepted and feel safe uh but it's it's not the same as fitting in um yeah i would say just don't don't try to fit in just find your own way that's uh yeah i would i would say that to my younger self because the other uh, other options of trying to fit in or um well, basically, the other side of the coin is uh, basically screaming to the world, look at me being yeah. very different. I tried yeah. both of them. Mm. Uh, it does not, they both ways do not give me, uh, did not give me any sense of belonging and their dead end road. So uh, there is really true beauty in presenting your very imperfect self to the world and just committing to walk your own path. Mm. Uh, it's not the easiest. Uh, you have to be a bit brave, but uh, it's uh, it's amazing. Mm, wow, Sophie! Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for coming on the show, and and I loved speaking with you about your life and your work. And I am so honored that you came to my to came onto my show. Um, and 
keep doing what you're doing because it, it's it's incredible and I wish you so much luck and I with diversity and I really hope that more um, you know more people would just you know stand up for what is right for them and just really be you know be part of this whole um, uh, not agenda but I, I mean I think that really mm-hmm. we should all be you know um, heroes of heroes for others as well as you know not or at least represent ourselves in in an authentic way right and I, I hope that more people will do that um, and I love that you are you know committed to um, stand up for you know diversity inclusion as well as so many others who need your help or may not even know that they need your help so that thank you for for being in that space and i really appreciate it no oh, thank you thank you so much for having me i've really enjoyed our conversation and uh and meeting you oh thank same you. here all right well with that have a great day and i will speak with you soon okay okay, okay bye-bye <laughs> That's our show for today. I've posted more information about Sophie Vandermullen on RevWoman.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll tune in every Thursday for another episode of Revolutionary Woman. You can listen to Revolutionary Woman on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Just a little note. I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is patreon.com slash revwoman.